Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, all you animal lovers out there in Radio Land, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I definitely appreciate that you're awake bright and early for this broadcast, and will make it worth your while. I've got a terrific lineup of guests today. First up, from the Lily Sanctuary, the Net Hill will be bringing us all the latest news about Parrot Rescue. She has some very touching stories that all animal lovers, not just bird lovers, will appreciate. Then, after our halftime break, Chris Rubin, the founder of AdoptAShelter.com, will be stopping by to explain how online shoppers can donate to animal shelters for free. This and more are just on the other side of a very quick break, so keep your radio tuned to KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'm so honored to introduce our first guest this morning. It's Vinette Hill from the Lily Sanctuary. Good morning, Vinette, and welcome Hi. to the program. Hi, Marie. Thank you so much. I love the Lily Sanctuary. I'm a little bit partial because I have a white cockatoo myself, a little umbrella cockatoo, and I believe... The Lily Sanctuary came to existence because of the story of a little umbrella cockatoo that you could tell me about. Yes, our precious Lily. She uh, she was our our first bird um, way back, well over twenty years ago, oh, and wow. we knew absolutely nothing. Well, Dan knew a little bit. I knew nothing about <laughs> birds, and, and she was a pet. We got Lily, and we got a macaw, and. Lily was diagnosed with a fatal disease called cytosine beak and feather oh, and um, was going to be put down. It's, now there has been a lot of research done, and there are some hopes for it. It was totally fatal wow. back at that time. Okay. And it was discovered while she was still at the bird store where we purchased her. She, they were still being hand-fed. And, um, Did they not tell you about it? They well, they had a vet that comes around and checks on the babies, and he he saw signs and sent sent in uh, blood tests, and it came back positive. So that's when they told us, um. and they said they would replace her. And even though we'd never even brought her home, we were already so in love with her; it was just unbearable. Wow! So we we made the decision to take her home take a, a really quick course in hand feeding uh-huh. <laughs> and they said that they had a second test out and they knew it would come back positive but they were going to check anyway and so she would have to be put down when that test came back in a week so we took her home for the best week of her life and the the veterinarian that went around was from England and a really wonderful man and he saw that we were hardy souls, and he said, you know, if you want to work with her, I'll work with you. 
Wow. And he got us interferon from another vet who made it. It was not human quality, but, you know, it might have been if you're desperate enough. And we gave her interferon orally for two years, and she she went through some tough times, but she started testing negative. Really? Yeah. And wow. Um, you know, vets didn't believe it, and I would just say, "Shut up, she's here." And and um, she she was probably not as strong and healthy as most birds, but she was adorable, priceless, precious girl. And she was alive when we started the Lily Sanctuary because she was such a miracle is what moved us to start it. So you started taking in birds that were given up by their owners or that were at shelters. Tell me a little bit about that. Birds given up by their owners. uh, Only a couple of times have we actually gone out on a rescue. Um, (laughs) It's pretty weird, but we have rescued a macaw. Um, but that's not normally what we do, and we have, in the past couple of years, gotten some birds from shelters. They have contacted us. We don't go soliciting. Okay. The majority is birds that the owners can no longer keep. What's the usual reason they give you for not being able to keep the birds anymore? There are so many. There are the standards of um, death and illness, which will always be there. Okay, and that's because parrots live so long and they outlive their owners and there's no one in the family willing that, to step up right. and take them. That's right, that's right. Okay, yes. okay. Uh, and uh, when the economy tanked, there was a terrible uptick, in, and still is, unfortunately, in people that can't keep their birds because they've lost their homes. Their bird gets ill, they can't afford a vet, but um, they just they can't afford it. Uh, wow. People living in their cars. So sad. So, so they transfer all of that onto you, and <laughs> you have yeah. to come up with a way to care for all these birds. That's it. How do you raise pens? Well, you know, we're not very good at that. Oh, no. <laughs> we, we sort of plead for donations whenever we get a chance to have a voice. Um, we don't do fundraisers because fundraisers cost money to do. Okay. And we don't have the money to spend on a fundraiser. <laughs> It's like uh, a catch-22, isn't it? It is. It really is. And yeah. um, you know, Do you have a website where people can donate? Oh, we have a... Absolutely. <laughs> okay. What is that website? Let's make sure our listeners know all about it yes, because this please. is a great it's, cause. It's, it's Sanctuary, and that's lily like the flower, L-I-L-Y, sanctuary.org. Okay, and how about a Facebook presence, too? We have a Facebook page, and it's kept up all the time, and there are adorable videos, pictures, great stories about what's going on. Um, it's really it's, it's fun. I encourage people to go on it and join us, and you, you can really enjoy yourself with it. Wow. Now, it's not your intention to keep all the birds that you end up uh, caring for. It's your <laughs> intention to find them new homes, right? Yes, it is. We we How have does, quite a few that um, that are permanent residents that are really special needs. Okay. But we, you know, we're the only ones in the world, I'm sure, that are getting older. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, we're really getting older. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's starting to get difficult, I bet. <laughs> it is. It is. Do you have any help? 
We have volunteers. Um, our weekdays are very thin because most people can give us a weekend. And we need more volunteers. There are too many birds for us to do the physical work for. And as importantly, the birds need people to give them attention, play with them, sure. love them. Absolutely, so that they can remain social and happy to be around people. My well, dog is barking his brains out. I couldn't hear what you said. Oh, okay. I was just saying that if you have people in there handling them, they remain social, and then they'll make better pets when somebody comes to adopt. Definitely. Definitely. How would somebody volunteer and help you out during the week? Do you well, have a way they um, can do that? They can go to our website. We have a, a volunteer section, and there is an application on it. They can fill that out and click it to us, mail it. They can call our uh, our telephone number. Would you like me to give that to you? Sure, why not? Okay, it's 714-442-9474. Excellent. we got to get you some volunteers. Uh, we, oh, boy, do we need volunteers. <laughs> we really do. We really do. Now, yeah. you do a lot of educational programs, too, and, and are you working with a zoo? I think I've heard a rumor about that. Yeah, this is a whole new thing, and we uh, we haven't done our first gig yet. But we have been accepted by the, the board uh, to, to do some, uh, when they're doing special days, they would like to include the Lily Sanctuary. And oh, wow. educational would be number one. And certainly it would be, I think, engaging and fun for the parents, the parents and the kids both. And it's a, a great opportunity to do education on exotic birds. And which zoo is this? The Santa Ana Zoo. The Santa Ana Zoo, excellent. Mm -hmm. And that'll be whenever they're doing a special event, you'll be out there with all of your birds and your literature? Well, I mean, not whenever. Uh, It will be certain ones, and I would expect that they would be advertising whenever they put out the info on their um, website or whatever, that, that they will put that also, that the Lily Sanctuary will be part of it. Oh, outstanding. Yeah. And you do lots of other outreach programs. I understand you attended the Southern California Pet Expo in Long Beach recently. Can you tell me how that all worked out? Yeah, that was just a couple of weeks ago, and that's our first time with that event. We go to the the Family Pet Expo at the fairgrounds every April. Okay, Um, in Orange County. Yeah, yeah, Orange County. Mm -hmm. But this is our first one there, and it was... um, we knew that we were the only bird group that was signed up, but I found up that we were the only bird group that has ever attended. So oh, okay. it, it was kind of interesting. I, I mean, people were not really expecting us there. So you were the bells of the ball. Yeah, we were, and we <laughs> we took um, we took some of our beauties because we wanted to get attention, like Wally, our gorgeous scarlet macaw, and um, and we did take um, Fred and Ethel the the funny little yellow, um, double yellow head Amazons, and they just hang out together on a perch. And they don't do anything, so they just look cute. They they look around and they go app app. And <laughs> double yellow heads are supposed to be one of the best talkers, even up against African greys. Okay. And these guys go app app. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They do. They keep it to themselves. <laughs> We've had them for quite a few years, and they're for adoption, absolutely together. They're brother and sister. And, and let's make so, it a little more difficult to find a home when you have to find a home for is, two at a time. Is. Yeah, because we, we have to have that promise and goal. These two are so bonded, and it's it's not you know a, a mate 
it, it's I don't get it, but it's a brother and sister, and they like to be together. Yeah, well, you can't split up a pair that loves each other. Uh uh-uh. uh just no, not a good we, thing. We we do yeah. not um, advocate or allow breeding in in our adoption programs. So in this situation, um, you know, that's not our concern. It's not that that Ethel would never lay an egg, but. Um, it, you know, it's it's a sort of a different thing. We I would not ever adopt out a breeding pair. Excellent. And I want, before I let you go, I want you to give out all of your information one more time because we only have a minute, and I think it's really important that our listeners know how to find your online presence and how to donate and how to volunteer. So let's give that out one more time. Sure. Our website, which is the most important, is www.lilysanctuary.org. And our Facebook is the regular Facebook address slash Lily Sanctuary. Okay. Our phone number is 714-442-9474. And that's, that's a voice uh, message machine that comes to our computers. Excellent. Well, I wish you the very best of luck, and I thank you so much for stopping by the Pet Place today. Thank you, Marie. We need to take a very quick break, but when we return, Chris Rubin, the founder of AdoptAShelter.com, will be in to explain how you can donate to shelters and rescues simply by shopping online for items you're planning on getting anyway. So stay right where you are, tune to KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me now is Chris Rubin, the founder of AdoptAShelter.com. Good morning, Chris. How are uh, you? Lovely. How about you? I'm doing really well. Now, I have heard all about adopting pets, but I've never heard about adopting a shelter. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, we've been involved in the pet industry for a long time and subsequently with shelters all across the nation. And once the economic downturn hit, it became very clear that shelters were desperate for money. The level of service they were having to provide in their communities was skyrocketing while donations were heading in the opposite direction. And so we were looking for an inventive and free and easy way to help shelters raise money by by offering basically a cash rewards mall where people simply connect to their favorite online retailer and a portion of everything they buy generates a donation and is sent to the shelter of their choice. Oh, that's wonderful. So if I shopped at Amazon.com or Petco or Best Buy or iTunes, anything that I purchased could go back to a shelter. Absolutely. We have many shelters across the nation who have figured out that simply getting their local community and the businesses involved that buy office paper, business travel, and a variety of other things, everything that... uh, that they're buying online, they now simply connect to that same retailer through AdoptAShelter.com and make every purchase help animals in need. Oh, I see. So I don't go directly to, let's say I'm going to shop at Amazon.com. I don't go to Amazon.com. I go to AdoptAShelter.com, and then there's a link for Amazon there? That is correct. So by clicking on that link, that'll automatically designate my purchase to be part of this program? Yes. 
Okay, that's really good. And is there a specific percentage that is donated from each retailer, or do they all have their own percentage earmarked? How does that work? Each uh, merchant designates their own, let's call it a sales commission. Okay. And on average, because Amazon does make up a larger portion than smaller merchants, the average donation that we've been seeing going out is over 3%. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. And who would you say is the most generous retailer out there who's involved in this program? <laughs> well, there are some of the office supply folks who supply backup for computers. Mm-hmm. Some of the magazine companies are also very good. Like I believe you would, could get up to a 30 or 40% commission with if you go to wallstreetjournal.com. Oh, nice. But again, these are things that people don't necessarily buy on a regular basis. So even though those numbers sound high, mm-hmm. when you aggregate everything across all merchants and take into account the percentage that Amazon represents, it all comes out to just about 3%. Just over 3%. Okay, okay. So even though it's a smaller percentage, the larger volume is what makes the big impact. Absolutely. And I understand that you have a new food partner. We have been visiting with the folks at Halo for a long time and have had our eyes on them simply because they are such an outstanding corporate citizen with uh, the way they fulfill the freekibble.com program ah. and how they have been involved uh, promoting uh, via their Halo Foundation. It just seemed like a logical fit. They is, is that Ellen DeGeneres' company? Yes, it is. Uh, okay, and she's a big pet person. She is a very big pet person, and the, the that whole sense of love for animals, Halo, the company, exudes that simply by way of the donations they make to shelters all across the nation with a wonderful quality of food that, mind you, has never been recalled since they started their business. And that's a big deal because there have been so many issues with pet, tainted pet food, pet food from China that has rendered a lot of animals very, very sick, if not killed some. And I understand that Halo has been just a prime example of really high-quality food that's good for your pets. Yes, so we felt like, and they seem to also feel that way, uh, that we're a good match for each other. We, we, They are such a good corporate citizen, as I said, in terms of what they give away, and they seem to like working with us because we continue to lower the threshold for giving in a time of need. Excellent. Now, is this the same sort of program? Somebody who wants to buy Halo pet food, would they buy it online through adoptashelter.com? They certainly could. Halo works with a number of merchants like Petco, Amazon, Whole Foods, all of which are part of our mall. Oh, nice. And simply doing so through adoptashelter.com not only benefits Halo and furthers their mission, but allows you, the consumer, to designate which shelter gets the money that is generated by your purchase, thus helping animals even more. Oh, that's really cool. So I, if I wanted to donate, let's say, to the Irvine Animal Shelter, mm-hmm. I could pick them off of a list. Absolutely. And if they happen not to be on the list, there's an add a shelter feature that you can do, and within two to three days, 
your shelter that you just asked to be added will have their own shelter shopping page ah, that is connected mm-hmm. to all the merchants. So do you have rescues also, or are you limited to just shelters? Uh, we actually do all types of animal charities uh, because there are a lot of rescue groups that do a great job. There are uh, organizations that uh, are made up of nothing but foster families uh, but still provide a tremendous service in their community. Excellent. Um, we do diligence on those that ask to be added to make sure we're not dealing with hoarders. Oh, good. Or anybody else who might not want the best for animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on average, we've found that um, many organizations have a need because they all kind of work hand-in-hand. Hand. They might not work together, but they do have to work hand-in-hand. Hand. Absolutely. How many stores are in your online mall? At this point, we're at about 475. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you could pretty much find everything and anything you want. We think so. Okay. And that's why we, we really wanted to create something that was a destination, uh, a place that people would simply go because they could. Uh, and I hear a satisfied customer yeah. in the background. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, no, and it seems fine. like these this guys follow me no place. matter where I go because as soon as I get on the phone, they act like fools. But that's what they're there for, right? <laughs> Absolutely. He just wants to give his opinion also. <laughs> and I'm sure all the dogs that are listening are nodding their heads up and down, saying, yes, that's right, that's right. It's, it's nice to be in this business because when that happens, it kind of makes everything sound really authentic. <laughs> okay, you could stop playing the recording of the dog barking now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could, but oftentimes I'll be in a sales call or something, and the dogs will go nuts, and there'll be a period of time where there's a silence, and I'll go, now you guys stop! <laughs> and everybody on the call feels like I'm talking to them. <laughs> At least you don't tell them to lay down. <laughs> or maybe you do, and then there's a whole room somewhere across the country where all these executives are on the floor, and they don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but they're comfortable. That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just out of curiosity, how many users do you speculate you have so far? How many users? Gosh, I would have to say it's in the several hundreds of thousands. Oh, that's uh, What we do find is at this point 65% of our visitors are unique and new, mm. and uh, 35% are returning. Okay, so you're and building up uh, a clientele that comes back for more. We think that's the only way for shelters to really be able to fulfill their mission is to continue helping folks see that this is a free and easy way, just a couple of clicks, and you're helping animals in need. Would you recommend to shelters and rescues who might be listening right now that they create some sort of campaign to put the spotlight on Adopt-A-Shelter so that their people can donate by shopping? I think so, and I think we're going to make it a lot easier because come March 1st, we will be launching version 2.0 of our site, oh. and this will actually make it a lot easier for people to do so because the site will remember the shelter you last chose, so we're actually removing several clicks on the process to getting to the shopping part. But you can always adjust that if you want to spread the wealth among other shelters. Absolutely. Okay. And, and conversely, have... we are also putting in place new video campaigns. Oh, good. We have a nice postcard with reminder stickers that actually goes into adoption kits 
that can be handed out at events. Oh, that's fantastic. And that brings new pet parents to the table. It brings companies to the table who want to support their local shelter. Uh, it just We think that there's uh, a great opportunity to have shelters communicate with their supporters every month about the different shopping occasions. This week we have a big one. Next month we'll have, uh, sorry, month after that we'll have a big one with Easter. Okay. We go into the dads and grads period. And so, yes, answering your question directly, I think if we remind folks and help the shelters remind their supporters that simply shopping through adoptashelter.com can help animals every time they shop, not just at Christmas time, Mm -hmm. I think then it becomes second nature. What I love about this is that folks who don't necessarily have a lot of extra money to donate can do the shopping that they're normally going to do anyway, and the shelter of their choice will benefit. So there's no additional fee, am I correct? That is correct. So it's the exact same amount that they're going to spend, and the shelter benefits too, and that is just amazing. And the nicest part is there's no login or passwords to remember because we personally don't take any of the personal information when you connect to that retailer, it's going to remember you as who you, as the information you gave them. Wow. Well, I love this. This is so convenient and so fun, and it'll benefit the animals so very much. Thank you, Chris, for coming by and sharing this information with us today. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so. It is time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, get set for Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Murray Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Are you an animal shelter or rescue employee or volunteer that is trying to create a disaster preparedness plan for your organization? Well, I know the perfect seminar for you. It's called Disaster Sheltering for Companion Animals, a two-day interactive workshop by Diane Robinson of Disaster Animal Shelter Education and Response. The seminar will be held February 24th and 25th at SPCALA at the PD Pitchford Companion Animal Village and Education Center located at 7700 East Spring Street in Long Beach. The course will include topics that all shelters and rescues should thoroughly understand in order to care for the hundreds or even thousands of animals that could potentially need temporary housing. For more information on this very important class offering, visit www.spcala.com and click on the Events tab. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day. Music